It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura, this has been a great month as we're, this is our last podcast for the month of February, looking at spiritual friendships. We've been calling it um, covenant friendships, covenant relationships. These are those really sweet relationships that we have that are centered on Jesus Christ. These are our spiritual friends and the important role that they have in our lives. That word covenant is a promise. It's a, it's a real serious uh, commitment to that relationship through the good, bad, and the ugly, which all relationships, right, will mm, have at yes. some point. And being willing to, to stick it out and to continue to seek the Lord for how to continue to be close friends because we it's not always natural, right, when mm. we have some hardships that come up. So it's been a lot of fun taking a walk with uh, Jonathan and David in the Old Testament and uh, some neat parallels from their relationship to things we can apply today. But today's focus is speaking the truth in love to a friend, speaking the truth in love to a friend. So I'm so excited to plow into this. Oh, me too, because I have been so encouraged uh, myself as we have been going through this series. You know, I think as February is a month where we think about relationships, we all have um, multiple relationships and we don't all have the same relationships, right? We're not all married and we're not all um you know parents or, or whatever but we all have relationships that are our friends we all have friends right god brings us the gift of friendship and so deb you know even walking this uh, month with you just thanks for being my friend i'm, I'm grateful for you your, bet. <laughs> the covenant friendship that god has given us uh, so many years ago but we want to be those friends like jonathan uh who encourage each other in our call who equip each other for the tasks of head by speaking the word of God to one another, right? We're going to look at this one final thing uh, that Debbie just referred to as we go back into 1 Samuel 18 with David and Jonathan. But Deb, as we start, I'm going to ask you a question. And that question is, has there ever been a time uh, when someone had to speak the truth in love to you? Hmm. You know what? There's one, Laura, that comes out. Uh, I've shared about this when I've taught before because it had left such an impact, which makes me think if she had not spoken the truth in love, mm. would I even still be speaking about it, right? Mm. Um, when I was in high school, I felt very betrayed by a friend. And I went to a youth leader to, I think, kind of commiserate. And if, if we're being honest, I think I wanted to share how hurt I had been by the, by the choice a friend had made. And I wanted this youth leader to kind of take sides. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like I wanted to hear her say, yeah, that was a rotten thing she did. And instead she listened to me for a minute and then she kind of grabbed my arm and she said, you have got to forgive, mm -hmm. right? It's, this is about your issue. It's, it's going to become a much larger issue if you don't forgive right now because otherwise you'll never have a chance to really keep that friendship alive. And I remember my initial reaction, Laura was like, what? Like <laughs> uh, maybe I didn't make myself clear of how right. wrong this girl was. Right. And, right. and she just said, no, she says, this is, a, this is a life. This is going to be a lifetime decision you have mm. to make, but it starts now. And, you know, she was gentle about it. She heard me, but she stopped me from going further. 
And she did speak the truth, which at that like 16, 17 mm. year old mind, I didn't want to hear that truth, but mm. she did it respectfully. And she had, you know, she had earned the right to say that too. Mm. And I look back now, I'm 54. I look back and I am very grateful because she was courageous to stop me in my tracks. Mm. She didn't tell me I was stupid or anything like that. She just said, you need to stop and wow. you need to forgive. And I have the friendship with that girl. Yeah. The wow. one that I was upset with. Right. I had, I've never lost that friendship wow. and I really do a credit to someone who courageously spoke the truth to me in love. Wow. I think that's pretty powerful, Deb, because if the truth hadn't been spoken to you in love, that really, that friendship wouldn't be there. Or oh, absolutely. Or I'd be if, bitter. I'd be exactly. Bitter. Or if the person had said to you, you're exactly right. You know, she really, <laughs> yeah. then you, you'd still be bitter today. Like you just said, yeah. that's, that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty powerful story. And I'll tell you, I think that speaking the truth in love, we're going to see as we go through this episode today, like it's not easy. And I love the fact that you just said it took courage for this woman to speak the truth to you uh, covered in love. That's pretty amazing. I've had a story like that too. And a couple of years back, actually maybe 10 years back now during a transitional time in my life, um, I was trying to figure out what to do and which way to go. And it was also a very painful season in my life because my dad had just passed and Felt like God was asking me to give up something that was really precious to my heart. And um, I don't know, Debbie, if, if you're like this, but when I'm in a, a place of pain and I am uncertain about things and I'm in a transition, like I start talking. I just start talking a lot. And I remember I went on vacation with a couple of people and uh, there were a bunch of us. And no matter what conversation, like, hey, do you want tacos today? You know, yeah, can I have the vegetable tacos? And oh my goodness, I don't <laughs> know which what I'm supposed to do. I'm so broken. I'm so hurt, right? And then they'd be like, all right, all right, you'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Figure out what God wants in your life, blah, blah, blah. And then we'd be in the hot tub and everybody be like, so what's everybody doing for the summer? And I would say, I don't know what I'm doing for the summer because I can't make my mind up about. And I think back to that season and I think, oh my goodness, talk about like, I don't know, somebody wanting to say, can you talk about anything else, right? I was stuck on a particular topic and I couldn't go to the next because I couldn't get out of the past. Yeah. And I remember as as irritating possibly as that conversation was all of the time, a particular friend uh, sat down next to me when I was sitting by myself. It was just me and him and he sat down and he was like, Laura, basically you already know what God wants you to do. <laughs> So when are you going to, when are you going to obey? When are you just going to do what God told you to do? Uh -huh. And he said it in love. He said it with kindness. And literally that's all he said. Then he got up from the chair and he, he went away. And I remember Debbie like, I'm still sitting on this chair now. I'm all by myself. And it was like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. It was the truth the conversation changed and shifted and I was no longer stuck. And honestly, I'm sure everybody on that vacation had a much better time after I changed my conversation <laughs> and started talking about the beach instead of about what is Laura Prano going to do next. <laughs> so those spoken words, right? Those gift yes, of words yes. are as we've been talking about David and Jonathan, it was that gift, those gifts that he was given. Uh, back in first Samuel 18, three and four, let's read it again. Jonathan made a covenant, that serious promise with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe that he was wearing and he gave it to David along with his tunic. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago. And then he gave his sword and his bow. That was last podcast and the belt. He gave a belt, just kind of 
kind of a strange thing. Like, do you ever have somebody go, oh, I really like your belt here. Well, here you can have it, you know? And, and so what happens to no. my pants? You know, my no. pants are going to fall down. But, but it was significant. If you start looking at what it really means mm. to give a, I mean, he gave it as a gift and mm. we have discovered through our sharing that each of these gifts has significant meaning and Absolutely. implications in preparing David for the new, the new season he was about to enter into. So there was a deep meaning and we actually do want to be known as people who give our belts That's right. to our friends today. <laughs> Although I, even as I say that, I don't even think I own a belt anymore. <laughs> All my I belts think, are in Delaware, just so you once, know. <laughs> once I hit the late forties, I'm like, who needs a belt? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people these days just wear a belt as an accessory, right? It's just Yeah, something... they wear stretchy pants. They don't yeah, wear exactly. belts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's pants. so true too. That's so true too. Well, I think this is one of the reasons it's so important, Deb, to study the Bible in context, right? Because we can't assume that the belt in David's day was the same belt that we think about today. No. And it's no. so different. When we look at it historically, um, we know that men, we've referenced this already, you know, Jonathan was wearing a tunic, right? That's a long, uh, a robe, we could call it. Maybe robe is the long word, but a, a long gown, maybe is a better word, that goes all the way to the ground. And so men wore these tunics. And in order to walk and do what they're called to do like it's no big deal you can walk and your tunic's fine but when moments would come up where you are needing to run i mean picture yourself wearing a a long gown a wedding gown whatever it might be right and now you need to run there's all this material and fabric by your feet and so what's going to happen when you start running uh, and you have your tunic on, you're going to get tripped up. And so the belt that they wore in that time, the men, they would have a, a belt around their tunic, not so like it was a fashion statement like some of our belts are today, but their belt was so when they had to run or it was time to run, they would take their tunic and they would pick it up and they would tuck it into their belt. I mean, can't you just see in that? Because when, when we have to go quickly and we have like one of these long beach dresses on or whatever, right, we kind of pull it up a little bit so our feet are exposed so we can run. And so Jonathan knew that David was walking into this next season and he was like, kind of like we talked about last week, Deb, when you are in this next royal position, David, you are going to have to run. And boy, we know David's story. There was some significant, <laughs> significant uh-huh. running. And so he gave him his belt because he didn't want his friend on in his call to be tripped up. You know, Ian, look back, we did a podcast series on the armor of God. And I know this is a sweet, sweet topic for you because you've taught it a couple of times, but that belt that we've been given from God to wear is the belt of truth. It is the first thing that we put on and so many other pieces of the armor connect to it. Yep. You know, it's, 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 uh, it holds everything together. So when we are giving, think of it this way, when we're giving our friend a belt of truth, we're giving them something that's going to help prevent them from being tripped up by lies, Mm. right? You enter a new season of your life and the enemy is going to try to take you down Mm. before you get too confident, right? Too strong and seeing what God's doing in that new place. So the belt of truth, we've been talking about the sword is the word, right? The word last week was how you give your friends the word, but you're giving them the truth Mm. so that when they encounter a lie, they can discern that it's, that it's, that it is a lie. You don't want to have somebody lost and tangled in lies and then go, oh, by the way, here's your belt. That's right. Here's, That's right. Here's your truth. Like somebody who's That's fallen right. already, the That's belt right. is not helping. That's so you right. Want to, it's a precursor. You want to have the belt of truth before they hit the lies. 
Absolutely. And I, I just love the imagery. I love the fact that in the Old Testament, right, there was a belt to keep the people not from getting tripped up. And then in the New Testament, Paul brings it to this amazing spiritual picture. It's just a great image. And we don't want our friends to be tripped up. And so that means when you speak the truth to me in love, Deb, or when I speak the truth to you in love, it's because I don't want to see you getting tripped up, right? If I see something in your life that doesn't line up with the truth, when I speak the truth in love, I'm actually keeping you from stumbling, ensuring that you are able to fill that call that you have just had this royal robe put on in order to fill. And the same goes for me. And and I just love the fact that God allows us as spiritual friends to speak. It's really speaking life into the other person's story, into the other person's journey. Um, whereas sometimes we think of it as a completely different thing. You know, just I'm thinking about the importance of the belt, keeping your tunic from getting caught around your feet, which keeps your feet on solid ground. It keeps you from tripping as much as a PT. You know, I used to always talk about when your feet are planted well and you're you're balanced, you fight better. Mm, you're, yes. you're more free to use your sword in your hand Yes, and keep your eyes up looking with discernment of what's around you much more aware, much more on point, ready to attack if you had to, because your feet are solid ground. But if you're tripping, you're not balanced. And it it just sets you up. Even if there's not uh, an opposition around you, you're still not safe because you're so like, you're looking at your feet, you're looking down. And I think that's, that's part of this. You know, we, we talked last week about using our sword, but you can't use your sword if you're trying to get balance on your feet so that's that right that's your right. feet get balanced it's a it's a it's a posture you're postured to be able to defend or attack or yes. you know what i mean advance yes. or retreat whatever you need to do because you are not tripping under your feet and you can do that for your friends yes. that belt will do that you know between the two of you with each of you with your belts on your feet are planted and you are much you're i don't know you're not reactionary then. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of times when you're reactionary, you're not thinking very clearly yes. about what you're going to yes. say, what you're going to do. And I just think that really puts us in better position to say no to the things we need to say no to. Yes. You know, let's just go back. Let's go back to those two stories. You know, think of mine and then maybe you can replay what yours might have looked like. Here I am at 16, 17 year old and I'm complaining, I'm whining, I'm commiserating, trying mm-hmm. to get support from a youth leader as to why I'm justified in being angry at this girl. What if Laura, she had said something along the lines of your attitude stinks, Deb, Mm. you know, you're the one with the issue. Yeah. She screwed up, but you know, you're screwing up right now too. So you just need to forgive and move on with life. If she had spoken that truth, there's an element of truth there. But not with love. I'm going to tell you, I would have been, now I've been angry at two people. Yes. <laughs> you know, now I, I don't exactly. know which one, which one I'm, and that would have pulled me away from a yeah. youth leader whose role in my life was pivotal. Mm. Right. But, but because she spoke in love, I received it a lot better. Yeah. Amen. Well, what I about was, you? What about you? You play yours. Like, well, I'm just picturing my story, you know, or, or both sitting on these chairs and, and instead of saying, you know, Laura, like you already know what God has for you. When are you, what, when are you going to do it? What if it would have been like, you know, oh my goodness, we have heard about this story the entire vacation. <laughs> you just keep spinning. When are you just going to get up and do what you're supposed to do? You know, get over it. 
just get up and do what you're going to do. Now I'm putting myself in that chair and then he gets up and leaves. And of course I'm crying. And then once, <laughs> once I get done crying, I'm still going to get up and do what I was called to do. I know I would have because of, out of guilt or shame or embarrassment about the fact that um, everybody's I've been tired walking of listening this. to right. you. I would have been like, okay, I'll just do it. But the, the truth is I would have done it. But I think that friendship of the one um, who I, I still greatly respect um, that friendship would have been wounded and the motivation behind um, and the testimony, right? The testimony that I've shared this story quite a few times. It's a powerful testimony of what speaking the truth and love can do. But there's a huge difference in the response. Even if you end up with this, the correct action on the other side, it, it's not about behavior, right? It's about the heart. Jesus was after the heart. He wasn't about the behavior. So it's interesting. Uh, truth has to be covered in love when it's not um, wow, the wounding that happens during it. Yeah, there's a neat scripture that, that goes hand in hand with this. And boy, I feel like I lived it. First Corinthians 13 is the love chapter, right? All the description of love. And it also talks about, though I speak with the sound of men and angels, but don't have love. I'm like a clanging gong yep. or a clashing cymbal. <laughs> Laura, at one point we had three drum sets in our basement. <laughs> Ma, you know, you know. And, and it, there was a lot of clanging cymbals mm. and, you know, a well-timed in a band, a well-timed cymbal is great. Mm. But when you're, st when you are standing next to somebody who you're trying to have a conversation with and they keep occasionally hitting the cymbal, yep. you just want to take that stick and bust yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Like, I don't care what you're saying. You may be saying you are the best yes. mother in the whole world. I love you to the moon and back, but you're clanging that stupid symbol, I just, it makes your, your hair just, you want to pull your hair out. Yeah, yeah. And so really that's a great analogy because you can be speaking what's actually truthful, but if it's coming across in the tone of voice, the, maybe the, how loud you're speaking, um, your body language, your face, uh, it, it, how you posture yourself, it's, you may be speaking the truth, but you end up sounding to their heart like a clanging cymbal. It's irritating. It's annoying. Honestly, you can't hear what they're saying past the way they're saying it. Yes. And you can, in that moment, crush somebody's spirit. But on the other hand, if you don't speak out, if you don't speak, uh, speak out in love because you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. I'm hesitant. I'm not sure. Sure. I don't want to rock the boat then you're not speaking the truth at all. And that's, yep. it can be equally as damaging. That's right. that's right. Because both of them end up causing really more trip ups, right? Regardless yep. of what you do, you're trying to keep your friend from tripping, getting tripped up. And then you're just doing more to have another trip up. Now in Ephesians four, um, Paul's speaking to the Ephesian church. And one of the things that the Ephesian church uh, needs to do is start to grow in maturity. And so they are um, not, necessarily walking by and holding to the doctrine or the way of Jesus, the way that Jesus uh, called them to believe and live out the truth of God. And so Paul sees what they're doing and, and he says to um, here this church, he says, speaking the truth in love, like don't go along with every wind that comes away. Don't just get tossed by the waves. Um, know the word of God, know what you're supposed to do, know why you're supposed to do it. And instead of being tossed and turned, like speak the truth in love. 
And when you do that, Paul goes on to say in verse uh, 15, I think it is, that we grow up in every way into Christ, who is the head of the body. And that actually every part of the body that is working out its call, right? So the kingdom of God will advance. When we are all working properly, the body will grow and build itself up in love. So if we take this, this passage and we, we bring it down to today, when we are being tossed or not walking in the truth or not speaking the truth in love, what happens? Um, it's kind of like we're just being tossed around and, and there's no growth. There's no maturity. In fact, what happens is really a tearing down. But when we speak the truth in love to each other, we are enabling our, our brother or our sister to grow into maturity. When others speak the truth in love to us, they are enabling us to grow into maturity. And then what happens, the whole body, when we're all speaking the truth in love to each other, the whole body, it, the whole body grows in maturity and then it works properly. And what happens is just like we've been talking about for how many episodes now, the kingdom of God advances. So Deb, when we actually speak the truth in love to each other, um, when we give our friend our belt, it's not just that they're not getting tripped up, but we are allowing them the opportunity to mature and the whole body benefits. Isn't that amazing how God does that? It's never just about one, right? Like we know it's about one. It's a hundred percent about one because he loves each one of us, but it's always for kingdom purposes too. Love, love, love that. <laughs> you know, it's easy. I'm, I'm sitting here agreeing with you. I mean, I agree with this Spinchola anyhow, but I don't think it's always easy to do this. Mm-mm. You know, I'm thinking back to some moments in life where I knew I should speak up, but I didn't. And, and when we don't speak the truth in love, when we're not giving the belt to our friend, then, you know, we're actually not telling the truth about the circumstances they're in. Yep. It's almost like it's that sin of um, omission and it's the uh, sin of commission, right? It's like, yep. what are you doing? Are you doing something wrong? Are you, but by, by not doing something, are you yes, doing something yes, wrong? Yes, so yes. if I don't speak up in tr- like the truth out of love, then I'm actually allowing the person to think that what they're doing is okay. Yeah. And and like, well, if I, if I just ignore it, it'll, it'll go away yep. or I'll let someone else speak up. Yeah. But what if God is calling you to speak up Yeah. and you choose not to do that? So yeah, this stuff all makes sense, but there's a piece of this. There are some relationships we don't have trouble speaking yeah. up, but there are definitely some that, that we might struggle with do that. But we need to acknowledge when I don't speak up, I'm allowing that deception or that lie to continue. And that, man, that's another ouch. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder if other people out there might be uh, listening and, and agreeing with you like I'm going to agree here because I struggle with that. Um, I'm somebody, most of us don't like conflict, right? But I, I avoid conflict at all costs. And um, I tend to be afraid if, if I were to speak the truth in love, and honestly, this is just where we have to know that God has led us in this way and that he right. is going to work it out, right? Uh, if I go to speak the truth in love, sometimes I think like, oh man, they're going to think like, well, who are you, Laura? Like yeah. that, that you know how to do this and oh, you yeah. think I need help, right? But I think that's really where this comes down to. I have to remember that when I speak the truth in love to a covenant friend, a covenant relationship, we've had history mm-hmm. where our stories are based on Jesus Christ. And so my desire, like in speaking the truth in love to you, and I know yours, if you were to speak the truth in love to me, it's never because you think you're better or stronger or more mature than me. It's because you love me, we're committed to each other, and we want the body to go forward. So 
um, we, we just understand. And I think this is where we need to be wrapped up with our spiritual friends. And maybe these are conversations over coffee, you know, the, right, you know? Right. and not in the middle of, of some place where it has to be spoken, but like just to uh, kind of affirm over coffee someday. Do you know, I just, I'm so grateful for your friendship. I want you to know that, man, if there's ever anything that you see in me that doesn't line yes, up with the word of God. Yes, it goes both ways. Exactly. Like, please bring it on. And, you know, and who knows, maybe that'll open up a book well, as a matter of well, fact. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> right. But it could also be one of these things where it just gives freedom because when something does occur, that you know, you already have had that conversation. Just, of course, I love you. I wouldn't want to see you tripped up. Right? right. We do that for our kids. We do that for our spouse and other relationships. So um, it's just so important. This isn't with remember that this is a covenant relationship. So I have to take that off of it's all about me. Right. Right. Okay. Right. They're going to think that I think I'm all that. And when we take it to the kingdom and to God and to the fact that it's all based on this amazing relationship in Jesus, we shouldn't be having those feelings. No. And, and no. we can we can have that freedom to speak that truth as we need to. I think everything comes back to Christ. How did Jesus do it? Yep. Right. We take a look at the Gospels and he always spoke the truth because he is truth. Yep. Amen. Right. There isn't any deception in him. And he is he always did it with love because he is love. Right. There is no uh, opposite of love in Jesus. So he modeled how to speak a hard word. Sometimes it offended people, right, especially yes. those who were hard hearted. But and some people responded well. Some people did, didn't respond well, but he still a hundred percent spoke the truth. That's right. In love all the time. He was never a clanging gong. That's right. That's right. So the words may, the words may be uncomfortable, right? When you're wrong, truth hurts, mm -hmm. right? But, but that's, it's kind of like getting that splinter out. This is going to hurt, but you yeah. need to get it out. Right. That's right. So sit still, <laughs> but that's you right. want someone gentle coming with the plot, you know, the tweezers to get that splinter out. You don't want somebody uh, who's had a bad day coming after you to yeah. get that splinter out. So Jesus <laughs> sure. was always, he was, he knew exactly what he's doing and he did it well. He did it gently with love, but he was very clear. Like there wasn't a, I wonder what he meant by that sin. Like he mm. was very, very clear. Mm. So I love, I've loved watching the example of Jesus in our lives. And Laura, you know what? Speaking of which the next two months, uh, we're going to take two months on a series that we're calling equipped. Yep. Taking a, a deeper dive on using the stories of Jesus and using a tool that we're going to teach at the very beginning uh, for how to have a really meaningful quiet time. Uh, we're going to be referring to it as the READS. It's an acronym. It's READ, examine, finding application, a dialogue with God where you are encouraging the Holy Spirit to speak to me about what you want to share with me personally from the scriptures and then seeing in the spirit. Um, it's a tool that I have used personally for my quiet time for over 10 years. Mm. And, and I teach it. I, it's, a, it's just a huge part of who I am in my teaching style. But the thing I love about it is it has really given me a, a new handle how to not just study a scripture when we're going to focus on stories about Jesus, but then to take it a step further and say, now, what does this spirit speak to me in my moment today? What does this have to do with me? Amen. It is life changing. So that's where we're going. The I next cannot two months, wait. Debbie, two months I on equipped. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm so excited. I, I just think this is going to be a powerful tool for all of us. And it's a great way too. you know, we're going to, we're going to share how the spirit speaks to each of us 
on this journey in the next uh, two months. But I love the fact that we'll have the opportunity to hear from our listeners too, right? Yep. People can write in, share on the, on the Facebook page, whatever it might be, how God's speaking through passages too. Great way to stay in touch um, and ultimately with uh, the Spirit and with the Lord and see what he has to say, but also for us to stay in touch with each other stay in touch with each other. I apologize. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us uh, this month in February. It has been a joy uh, to really connect and get into this really important conversation about spiritual friendships. If this has blessed your heart, if there's somebody, you know, who's had a spiritual conversation with you recently in love, or maybe you need to have one of those, you know, share this with a friend. I think this is a a great tool for us to use uh, in these relationships that God has blessed us with, because we want them to grow and and thrive and flourish. And so we want to continue to speak the truth in love. For Deb and myself, just thanks for being a part. God bless you. Have a good day. And we will see you next week in March as we go into this uh, new season equipped crazy. I know. Take care. I know. it. Take care, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.